Good morning, almost good afternoon, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. It is Ken Sternfeld for The Daily Dose. On Sunday, May 19th, it is our Sunday conversation. Got up a little later today, got uh, going through some stuff, uh, uh, papers and emails, and got a lot of messages from students who had uh, up at University at Buffalo had their their, um, graduation yesterday. And I had some pictures and some emails and some text. Just so proud, just so beautiful uh, to see them entering a new part of their career. Uh, many of our St. John students are celebrating tomorrow, uh, May 20th at 6 p.m. So we offer our congratulations to them. Tomorrow is actually uh, 40 years to the day that I graduated from St. John's. A lot has changed in my life, in our profession, and in, the, in, in just everything. 40 years ago, but it's just uh, a beautiful, beautiful time uh, for all the next generation fondies entering our profession. So congratulations to everyone. So normally, as we do on Sundays, I talk about, you know, people or or things in my life that have impacted me really on a powerful level, both personally and or professionally. And I was thinking about who to talk about today, and a number of things happened in my personal life that brought me back to Batman. So today's conversation is about how Batman has really made a major impact on my life, both personally and, believe it or not, professionally. And it's not about the dark night. I don't uh, go through the shadows and uh, dark alleys and save people in Gotham City. But um, the reason I am so into Batman now is because of my grandson, Max. You know, everything kind of goes full circle. When I was a young boy, a young lad, I did like Batman, but I was kind of a Robin fan, if you want to be totally honest. I was a Superman fan, you know, Cape Crusader, and, and Batman was 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 okay. I loved the Batmobile, but I never really, you know, sold into Batman. Uh, so actually, my daughter, my second daughter, Emily, I love the name Robin. We actually, that's our middle name, Emily Robin. Uh, but don't tell her that we didn't name her for, for Batman and Robin. We named it just because we liked the name. But my grandson, Max, uh, who we saw last weekend when they were in for Mother's Day, is all about the cape, you know, the, the Dark Knight and the Batman. And what's interesting is that Batman has kind of evolved and married up to what right now is, I think, one of the greatest toys ever created, which are Legos. You know, of course, he loves the Batman Lego movie which he saw with his dad. And we talk about that. And I kind of, when I'm with him, I kind of look for things that are um, like Batman, like Grandpa Ken, you know, knew about. So when I was growing up, uh, after the Batman and Robin TV show and a couple of comic books that I showed him and the pow and the, you know, bang and the, the Joker and stuff like that, there's a whole other generation of Batman fans out there that really go back to Michael Keaton being Batman. And for those of you who don't know Michael Keaton, he was a very, very funny stand-up comedian. If you ever have a chance to see his uh, interview on David Letterman, I don't know, maybe in 1982, 83, I don't know when. It was hysterical when he talked about bazooka bubblegum. I remember that I actually sold bazooka bubblegum for a penny at my dad's pharmacy, so it made me laugh every time I think about or get a chance to watch that YouTube video. Um, but Michael Keaton also starred 
I don't know if you, you would call it star in that days, in a movie called Night Shift. And it was with Henry Winkler from Happy Days. And I think it was one of the first movies actually produced by Ron Howard. So here it was, you know, uh, you know G uh, Richie Cunningham, you know, who was uh, on Happy Days with the Fonzarelli uh, doing his first movie with, uh, with author Fonzarelli, Henry Winkler, being a, he was a night shift. Uh, I don't remember what he, what he was, uh, uh, whatever. And he kind of uh, had a job opening and uh, Michael Keaton came in and he identified himself as the idea man. And I actually have Michael here with us today. So just listen to what he says about being the idea man. Makes time, we can read, copy. This is great. I like it. You wonder why I carry a tape recorder? It's to tape things. See? I'm an idea man, Chuck. All right? I get ideas all day long. I can't control them. It's like they come charging in. I, I can't even fight them if I wanted to, you know? Ah, so I say them in here, and that way I never forget. See what I'm saying? Okay, here's an example. Watch out. Stand back. This is Bill. Idea to eliminate garbage. Edible paper. See? Eat it. It's gone. Eat it. It's out of there. No garbage. Got everything in here. Business ideas, inventions, musicals. I wrote a couple musicals in here. Would you like to see the rest of the office? Really funny, Michael Keaton, the idea man. So <laughs> a couple of years ago, someone uh, had the, uh, I guess, the, the humor to call me uh, uh, the idea man. Because I sit around and I come up with things that people just think and I think sometimes they're a little crazy, a little out of, a little crazy out of the box. My mother-in-law, who I love dearly, she always says, that's just another one of those silly whims, Ken, that you're thinking about. Well, you know, some of them <laughs> turn into, you know, silly whims that just never materialize, but others sometimes actually do. So I thought it was almost a, a compliment to be known as the idea guy, uh, the idea man, because, you know, new business development and finding things to change the way things are in the status quo is really what excites me. It makes me uh, motivated to get up in the morning and to think about it. And my mind goes a lot. Uh, a lot of people get emails from me and I load up their inboxes. You know, uh, some of them are at early, crazy, stupid hours of the morning when I just can't sleep and I just think about ideas. And uh, sometimes I start my emails with, clearly I have no life, you know, because it could be 423 when in the morning when I'm writing that email. But I do have a life and I do love my life because there are so many opportunities to make an impact and to make a change. So being an idea man or an idea woman or an idea professional in our healthcare system is not a bad thing because status quo, you know, just look it up, doesn't excite me. You know, what excites me is, is new, innovative, uh, forward thinking ideas that actually bring the best out of people. It allows them to do things at the height of their skill set. And all you need to be that idea person is the will to do it, the will set. So, you know, you can't teach the will set. Oh, here's an interesting analogy. Will Arnett is the Lego Batman boy. So there you go, will, the will set. So back to Legos uh, with, my, uh, with my grandson, Max. But the point is that it's always interesting to think about ideas. And what's really fun is to put them into place. Uh, so 
I love being the idea man. I love to do the things that I do to think about ways to advance the careers, the profession of pharmacy for the next generation. I'm kind of at the tail end. I'm at the, you know, this is the the fourth uh, round of the PGA uh, outing that Brooks Kepka is going to win, you know, going away. You know, there's not much that's going to change the reality that my career as a pharmacist, traditional pharmacist, is at the end of the road uh, because of just time and my age and, and where I am. But the next generation is just starting. All these pictures, all these images that I got from our students indicate to me that the future is so bright in our profession. We're entering a wonderful, they're entering a wonderful profession. And it's my opportunity to kind of pay it forward and to give them ideas and to implement the ideas that they can actually act on. And of course, the biggest idea we have is that pharmacists need to enhance their role as healthcare providers by literally being a virtual inventoryless provider of consultations and care and compassion and empathy. And it's not about dispensing the prescription. I have tremendous respect, because I was one, of everyone who dispenses prescription. There's a need for that. But there's a need for the cognitive skills to be enhanced for patient-centric care. So the virtual pharmacy is coming. It's coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, Next Friday, we're going to have our first extended concierge pharmacist show, where that second hour is going to be about the virtual pharmacy and about every pharmacist, whether you're like me on the back nine of your, uh, uh, of your game of golf, of your, your course of life, or whether you're just starting and you're teeing off as a new PharmD. We're going to take you from incubation through maturity, through every development stage to put you exactly where you need to be but more importantly, exactly where you want to be as a healthcare provider. We're so fortunate that we have the support and backing of some tremendously visionary uh, technology and and wellness and healthcare entities like uh, Care One uh, with Peter Bechtel and Translational Software with Don Rule and Rick Shigaki and others in our world of, of healthcare providers who have embraced the concept of advancing the careers and the role of pharmacists in healthcare. So, you know, this summer is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to really, really ratchet it up. Pharmacy Podcast Network, you're going to hear a lot of content, a lot of information, a lot of ideas, a lot of thought-leading initiatives that are going to put the pharmacy profession in the palm of your hand. You're going to have the power. going to give you keys to the car to drive. So when I think about the people who have impacted my life, it's kind of Michael Keaton, the idea man. You know, it's just, uh, I'll keep coming up with the ideas and I'll keep implementing them and I'll keep talking about them. But more importantly, I'll keep working my butt off to make them a reality. Because, you know, reality TV is really, uh, you know, it's not, this isn't about TV. This is about making something that's solid that can be utilized by every pharmacist, every pharmacy owner, every entity in the pharmacy profession, big pharma, uh, the insurance companies, to advance patient care. If we are providing preventative, cost-saving, life-saving solutions, which we will be doing as concierge pharmacists, 
and focusing on that and not the metrics of how many prescriptions we fill or what the cost is for a clawback or what a PBM is doing. Let them do what they're doing for as long as the law, you know, brings them to task. I mean, I saw that CVS was uh, uh, indicated that they have to go in June, the beginning of June, in front of the court to talk about their activities. Well, good for the court and good for the profession that they're not letting the CVS, Etner, um, I won't even call it a merger, you know, the acquisition and creation of an entity that's going to potentially hurt more people in our profession than help. It's sad that our legal system would allow something like that to occur. But we can't worry about that. What's going to be is going to be. We can advocate, we can speak out, and we do to raise awareness. But if we're not doing what we need to do to make things better, then that's only half the sandwich. Uh, you got to make the put the other side of the bread on and do what you need to do to become a care provider. Everything that we're talking about are things that CVS and Walgreens and, and those, uh, those big box behemoths, PBMs, can't do. It's about relationship building. They can't even build relationships with their employees. You know, most employees who work for those organizations don't want to. They have to, to pay off their student debt or they're locked in financially and don't see an option to go anyplace else. Well, we're going to part, start a vision uh, part of our XVIP for eye care. Uh, because we want you to see something out there that you can do as an option, as an alternative, and do it on your day off, and then take another day off, and take another day off, and another day off. It starts with Pharmacy Friday. It starts with one day a week. So it is Sunday, May 19th, and Batman is uh, my vision and my mentor and my, my inspiration and Michael Keaton. The Idea Man, check out the, the movie. It's called Night Shift, I believe. Just a funny, stupid movie. You know, sometimes you just need a little stupidity and a mindless humor in your life to balance out some of the challenges. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy this week leading up to Memorial Day. You're going to start a wonderful summer. Uh, spend time with your family. Do the things you need to do. Uh, rest up, self-care. Do the things that are important for you. And you will be able to do things that are important for others. It's Ken Sternfeld for The Daily Dose. On Sunday, it is May 19th. We will talk to you tomorrow.